Hami Media Group continues to grow to new heights because of our loyal fan base and incredible sponsors. You followed us on our affiliate Hami Media Group channels for all of our awesome shows, including South Park Reviews, NFO Star Wars, and the Academy Star Trek Reviews, The Horror Junkyard, and all of our affiliate programming. We will continue to bring you the best in wrestling, conspiracy, and alternative media. Thank you for supporting our sponsors, subscriptions, sending bits, and promotion of the Hameen Media Group platform. Add both Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on your iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube feeds. Thank you to the following sponsors. Zordos Olive Oil. Zordos Olive Oil is the finest artisan Greek olive oil on the market today. It's also the perfect holiday gift. You can make your family's favorite holiday recipe and they'll say it's the best thing they've eaten all year. It's imported. It's ultra premium Greek olive oil and it's available now at ZordosOliveOil.com. Again, that's ZordosOliveOil.com. Zordos Olive Oil. Taste the difference for yourself. The Coffee Roasters at TheBroasters.com. A new five-pound bag of Vince Russo Bro Coffee is here. Stock up before the next lockdown, bro. TheBroasters.com is the only place to get the limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Get up and have a cup of bro, bro. Exclusively from TheBroasters.com and RussoBrand.com. Use the official promo code BRO5LB when you place your order and you'll save some money, bro. At Hameen Media Group, we're all about self-improvement. Improve your mind and body with Stevie Richards Fitness. Head over to StevieRichardsFitness.com and take control of your fitness with Stevie's Resistance Band programs. These programs have been set up for every level of fitness. You can also try the brand new Stevie Richards Yoga program to make sure your flexibility and balance improve so you can feel your best. Visit StevieRichardsFitness.com today and build a better you. ProWrestlingTees.com, the best way to support your favorite independent wrestlers, podcasts, and hosts from the Hami Media Group and Russo brand is to get their official merchandise exclusively at ProWrestlingTees.com. Support all of the great Hami Media Group talent by visiting their Pro Wrestling Tea stores, such as the Greek God Papadon, BWO Stevie Richards, Big Sal under SEG shirts, Chris Silvio, the superstar himself, and of course, Ben Hameen, Yala. Hey, Infidel. You want to become an official HMG operative? Well, now's your chance. Just follow us on Twitter at Hameen Media Group. Shoot us a request, and we'll send you the invite link so you can join the brand new private Discord server under Hameen Media Group. You can also join us on Facebook in the Hameen Media Discussion Group and interact with the entire HMG army. Play along in the Pick'em Challenges, hang out in the Watch Along threads, and interact with the HMG hosts. You can also check out all of HMG's Conspiracy Horseman propaganda on our Instagram by following us at Hameen Media Group. Like, follow, and share, or be destroyed. Once again, thank you to all of our sponsors, subscribers, followers, guests, producers, and hosts of Hameen Media Group. 2.2 million downloads for Hameen Media Group is all because of your efforts and support. Now, let's get to the main event.
Welcome when it comes crashing down and it burns inside. And what you gonna do? To another exciting edition of Mandomania. Brother, 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 brother. That's right. Is the Mandalorian review show new force order? Stop. <laughs> You're right over there. I'm good. <laughs> That's right. It is the greatest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy, far, far away, bringing you their review and analysis analysis show of Disney Plus's monumental series called The Mandalorian. Tonight we'll be talking about Chapter Eleven. The heiress. The and heiress. no, we're not talking about the heiress's sex tape that Doc watched over and over and over again just to make Ooh. sure. She gave a lazy BJ. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Just to make sure it wasn't him getting caught in the background in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I am one half of your host. But first and foremost, let's talk about the force ghost in the room. Spiro, introduce yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I am the Doc Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ari, the Rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, Darth Spiridon. All right. That is the Dark Sith Lord of the Podcast. You know him as the Butcher, Dark Spiridon, a.k.a. Spiro. We know him as Mr. Kathleen Kennedy of the NFO. But I am one-third of your host. I am a professional wrestler. I am a champion in a galaxy far, far away. Current heavyweight champion in two different promotions. I am your boy, GGP, a.k.a. Greek God Papadon. Ah, to the Greek, Greek God. And along with me, riding the parsecs in a broken-down Razor Crest, is a pretty, witty, Oh, so, so, so pretty. He's so pretty, I had to say it two times. Medical droid that has a kung fu grip that makes my lightsaber feel warm when it's cold outside. He's, he's Mr. Steel, your girl, but he's also Mr. Steel, your thunder. Boy! I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7. The god of stealing that thunder, biatch. Nah. And the man who wasn't so uh, disappointed with Sasha Banks this week. Talk to Destroyer, Alex Roy. Well, that's because you weren't watching our promos. But <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's boss time! It's boss time! It is boss time! It's boss time! It's boss time! Anyhow, listen, ladies. Gentlemen, Twi'leks, Mandalorians, Younglings, Chapter 11 dropped this morning of the, the Mandalorian Season 2, Chapter 11, which is the second episode in the second season. And again, I can't say this enough. I know Doc has my back with what I'm about to say, but... yes. In Filoni and Favreau, I trust. Holy Oh, my brother. Step five. 
<laughs> I was going to say holy shnikes, but yes. Oh, my brother, testify. You know, uh, each week we watch this show and like a little schoolgirls, we sit there, we, we wake up early in the morning and we watch in awe. And then we text each other. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. By God. By God. By God. Did you see the episode? And it never disappoints. This, in my opinion, has to be one of the greatest Star Wars media content I have ever seen. Chapter 11, a.k.a. Tim Tuffle of the New York Mets without the Tuffle Shuffle and without the cocaine residue was the greatest, I would say, Mandalorian episode, probably. Probably. It's very tough. But definitely one of the greatest uh, stories in the Star Wars universe ever done. Doc, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was a great episode. Um, I really did. Um, I feel this is the episode that's pushing our story forward. This is not, thank God, the filler episode that we've seen a bunch of. Because um, we all hate those filler episodes. But uh, this is the one that's, this is the way, as they say in the business. Um, this is the one that's going to push season two of the Mando to where we need it to be. Because uh, this is, uh, this is going to be the crux of our story. And this is, is going to blow the doors off everything. Loved it. Did I think it was the best Mando episode? I thought it was a great one. I don't know if I thought it was the best. I saw it three times already, so. I watched it twice, back to back, to be honest with you. Nice. Only 30 minutes is a fucking problem. That's, I was about to say, that's the only gripe I had with the episode. It was like 33 minutes or 32 minutes long. But. Really annoying. But. To play devil's advocate. The 32, 33 minutes that it is, is non-stop yeah, there's no amazing yeah it's a steady pace that goes by so quick it's like it feels like a 15 minute highlight reel but it's not a 15 minute highlight reel where it's leg slap city spot leg slap city spot leg slap city spot no cell spot 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 overcome rana here i Canadian, come on Canadian you. destroyer kick out at one Dive super kick outside super kick no cell Take a chop, sell like a gunshot, nonsense. What it is, is uh, it's great storytelling, great pacing. I think uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, God bless that beautiful woman, did a great job directing this episode. She's already getting kudos from the internet, so. Oh, she's, uh, <laughs> they have baptized her the, uh, I guess, godmother I'll of baptize, the Mandalorian. I'll baptize oh. Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, all day, every day, twice on Sunday. She can get the gyro, extra white sauce, all over her face, neck, and chest. But I digress. That's someone's wife, someone's mother, so let me take that. That's okay. Uh, it's okay. I'll be a motherfucker then. Anyway. <laughs> she ain't my daughter. <laughs> um, in, all, in all actuality, though, no, great job. Just like her father, contributing great Star Wars content to us fans. God bless you. Yalla. God bless you, baby. Uh, Shiki baby, lover the Dallas Howard Price. She does great job. She's a real champion of Mandalorian. Yahala, yahala. Um, so Doc. We start off the episode. Yep. 
We see the Winnebago flying through the air. Barely. Their landing gear gets all messed up. Coming in hot. Very similar to episode three of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, with uh, Kenobi, Palpatine, and Anakin. Yep. But then it looks like he has it. And it gives you that, that ease of mind notion that he's going to land the ship carefully and then the engine blows out makes the same exact sound as like with the falcon when his <laughs> end, when they, <laughs> and then kaplunk the shit falls into the water like it does an oreo cookie he, into a he, glass he, of milk he, he stuck the landing first and then it fell into the fucking yeah, water yeah, which yeah. is even better i loved it i popped i'm i'm watching uh so, so this morning i woke up and i'm and i'm like all right kids because i had the kids were off from school because you know today is like a remote learning day and um I sit back and I'm like, guys, watch the Mandalorian. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So my son is into it because he watched last week's episode and he just wants to see what Baby Yoda eats. Um, so he, uh, we're watching the, fir- the first opening and my daughter, who's two, is watching the Razor Crest like plummet from the sky. She's like, oh no, oh no, they fall in, they fall in. And I'm like, she's 100% invested in the whole fucking thing and I'm dying. Daddy, <laughs> they're falling, daddy, they're falling. And I'm <laughs> up. Boss, the plane, the plane, the plane. (laughs) (laughs) I like that too from Fantasy Island. I love it. The plane, the plane. So I pop not only when they fall into the water because it gives you uh, uh, that knee jerk ha scenario, but you don't expect it, which is dope. It's great storytelling. Great way to work the crowd. But then I popped even more when they get fished out the water and we see that Adat, that's uh, a crane. And I said, what I I thought it was. And I saw it and I went, oh, Doc's going to spend like a thousand bucks to buy the toy version of that (laughs) when it comes out. That's the first thing I said. It's going to be like that skiff sales bar. They're going to put it out in the. No way. No, there's no way they're doing that. No way. So I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and then we get to see the the calamari guy with with a knitted sweater. You know, wearing the fisherman pants, and he's yep. the one who's gonna fix the the razor crest and fuel it up. That's, What's up like, with the knitted? He's like, uh, "Do you think you fix it?" He goes, oh, "Fix it. <laughs> I'll make it fly." <laughs> <laughs> do you? Th- what do you think the deal was with the sweater? You think it has any relevancy? He's a Boston man, calamari. Ah, there you go. Uh, you know, the you know I saw a meme. Uh, the word khakis, you know, and instead of a picture of a pair, pair of tan pants, it was car keys, and it goes, "That's how you say it in Boston." You know, you know, go get in ka- the car. <laughs> Where are my khakis? Yeah. Hey, it's, it's Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing? Khakis. Ka- You're wearing car keys. Oh, good to know. Um. So we see the Moncals, and then we see also the Quarrens as well, who come in to, later in the episode. I, I think this would have been, uh, I know a few months ago, we did the Quarrens versus the Mon Calamaris for uh, Who's Moreover on the main show. And speaking! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think this would have been a, a better uh, a better time to actually do it, because as we'll see in a little bit, the Quarrens can, can, can get a little bit nasty. So, so Mando th- throws him a thousand credits to uh, fix, quotation marks, air quotes, the ship. Um and uh, they decide to dip into the uh, the establishment. Uh, before, 
before they oh my bad my bad yes we get that scene out of uh what was it dirty dancing where the two frogs run into each other oh slow-mo Dun, 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 dun. And I had the time of my life eating your eggs when your back was turned. Um, but it was adorable. It brought like a smile to my face watching the, yeah. the father frog, let's call him Kermit, hug the uh, female frog and... It was just adorable. It was like it was so childish that it fit perfectly. And then they and they're like and they're like kissing and they're like the, the yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're touching each other. I was at pop for that. <laughs> for some reason, I wanted to watch Two Lizard One Cup. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like you said, they went into the establishment and he orders broth for the oh, child. Yeah, no, yeah, it was chowder, chowder, chowder. Another Boston reference. Chowder. Shout out to Bob Grasso. From BK Grasso's, who had the best, the best clam chowder I've ever had. And I'm not a big clam chowder guy. Um, even though I do like eating clam. Um, Ass chowder is more like it. <laughs> so then we get um, baby, uh, baby Yoda, a.k.a. Yeah, the child. Before that, we also see the uh, the first uh, you know appearance of Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah. That's right. from the shadows. Pulls her best Batman impersonation. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we see Baby Yoda's about to eat his chowder, and this fucking squid thing attacks his face and just looks like uh, Alien. got aliens. Yeah, and this is the third reference from Aliens that, that people yeah. are saying. You know, the first one's being the um, the wig of uh, what's her name from uh, Tatooine, the oh, mechanic lady, Amy Sedaris. Yeah, looks look. It looks like a uh, a wish a wish dot com version of uh, Sigourney Weaver. Exactly, and then last week with the spider eggs. Now this week with the face huggers. So who knows? Who knows? It could be a little a little homage, if you will. Um, and then <laughs> fucking Mando. Just like a like a seasoned grizzled parent looks at the kid and goes, "Stop playing with your goddamn food, kid. Just eat." That was, that was great. <laughs> I pop, and then uh, does the deal. Well, goes on the ship with the quarren. And wouldn't you know, they were talking about, have you ever seen uh, uh, a creature being fed? And the name of that creature was a uh, mamacore. Mamacore, yes. And you're like, what the fuck's a mamacore? And then they show you. Because the guy does the ultimate heel turn. What a, la, a fucking heel turn. Oh, my God. Vince Russo swerve right then and there. They, they kick the baby right into the mama core. And you're like, holy shit. I saw it coming a mile away, though. Because you can't trust those freaking quarren. So and did Mando. Mando's like, don't get too close. That's close enough. And then they 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 throw him. He jumps in after the, 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 the baby when it's uh, swallowed by the mama core. And then they they're like, yeah, now that best car's ours, boys. We go to Sizzler. We go to Sizzler. They don't serve seafood at Sizzler, so we go to Sizzler. Yeah. Um, that that was another part. So so my daughter's having breakfast as we're watching it. Was she eating squid? No, she was not eating squid. Nope, neither. And um, they knock Baby Yoda into the water, and then suddenly the mama core comes up, and like you see the mouth open up like the sarlacc, and it envelops Baby Yoda. She goes, Baby Yoda, no. <laughs> totally poppy. And my son is like, is Baby Yoda dead? I'm like, dude, 
Do you know how much money Baby Yoda fucking sells in merchandise? Baby Yoda's not dead. And then relax, buddy. And then lo and behold, uh, as what's his name, Dinjarin is drowning there. His Jack Pack's, you know, going off in the water, which is really cool. Hot tag comes in. Lo and behold, another deadly episode. In comes the Mandalorians. Three of them. Not one, not two, but three. Three. And they make the hot tag. They make the save. Uh, they, they fucking job out everybody. They save Mando. And lo, who is it? Was it John Jacob uh, Jingleheimer Schmidt? John nope. Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. It was Bo-Katan Kreese. Well, well, hey, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're skipping ahead a little bit over there. Hold on. They, uh, you know, they do the save. They they kill the the, the Quarrens that are there. And uh, the Sasha Banks character, what was her name? Um, oh, they, she she's uh, Casca Reeves. Casca Reeves. There you go. Christopher Reeves' daughter. Um, she he goes, the child, save the child. You know, he's all like out. She dives in the water and you see like pew, 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 under the water. And then suddenly she jettisons out. Comes out with a all busted up pod of the child. They put him down. She rips off the fucking top of it, and they pull the child out. And it's baby Yoda's okay, thank God. Um, thank then, the maker. Thank the maker. And then Mando starts talking to them, you know, about Mando and about that. And suddenly, the three of them take their fucking helmet off, and he's like, "This motherfucker! This motherfucker!" <laughs> he looks at them like it, it's, you know, he he's doing a really good job of of, of emoting his his feelings and his acting. With emoting? the helmet on. Is that a yes. word? Emoting? Emoting. Yeah, it is a word. Look it up. And as he, at, you know, because just with the little head tilt and kind of like move the shoulders back, he, you could already tell that he was in disgust that the Mandalorians, you know, that the, you know, quotation marks, took their helmets off. And he goes, where'd you get that armor from? Like completely like doubting that she's actually a Mandalorian because of the fact that she uh, took her armor off. You're um, right. Emoting is a word. Good yeah. on you, Doc. Come on. Who are you talking to over here, bro? I love, how you had, I love how, you, how you had to Google it. Yeah, I Googled it. Cocksucker. I um, Googled it. That's cocksecured. It's French. French. Um, listen, this scene, in my opinion, when they're talking and they do the breakdown with Bo-Katan after they take down their helmets, take out their helmets, take off their helmets, um, was one of the greatest scenes in Star Wars history. Cool. Okay. Tell me why. It tied the past and the present very well, probably better than anything I've ever seen before, because everyone was saying, why doesn't Mandalorian take off his helmet? Why does he say Mandalorian? If you're a real Mandalorian, you're not allowed to take off your helmet. And all of a sudden, Bo-Katan took off her helmet. And um, what's his name? What's her name? Uh, Sabine Wren took off her helmet. And... All these Mandalores from both Rebels and Clone Wars took off their helmet. And that's where we saw the majority of the Mandalorian culture and lore yep. come, come to fruition um, before our eyes. And instead of coming up with some cockamamie reason, instead of trying to say retconning shit, they connective tissue that was applied to make sense out of it was just perfect. Them saying, oh... He's a, he's one of them. He's he's, one, a, of he's, he's a, one of them. He's one of those guys. He he's a son of the watch. He like child of the watch. Oh, child of the watch. Excuse me, child of the watch. You're like, what the fuck's a child of the watch? That's, that's some Game of Thrones shit, right? I there. know exactly. That's what I thought too. I was like, and I pop when they said, yeah, he's part of that that 
uh, religious zealots. Yeah, the the religious zealot cult sect of Death Watch, and it made sense because that's exactly what Death Watch was was an a sect that believed in the old ways of the Mandalorians, which was the warrior credo, but it just fit like a glove perfectly. Like a glove. Like a glove. Like a glove. And no bullshit, no alchemy and Sith magic reasoning, (laughs) you know? It was done seamlessly, like it combined the past, the present, and the future of and an entire species of Mandalore. They it just glued it together into a perfect mold, in my opinion. To when you sat back, you went, "Mwah!" French kiss, well che- done. Che- chef's kiss, chef's kiss, whatever the fuck it was. Five second Frencher, uh, tongue included. But uh, I loved it. I absolutely sat back and went, huh, that's how it's fucking done. Man, J.J., take some goddamn notes, Chris Dario. Kathleen Kennedy and Filoni and Favreau, we trust for that one reason alone. They definitely, definitely made soup salad out of chicken shit with that scenario. And they made the best five-star chicken shit soup salad anybody can make, in my opinion. I mean, what do you think? Am I way off? Or? No, they, they, we, we had been talking about this for a long time, um, like how this was going to happen and how it was going to go down. Um, and we had no idea. It's like, you know, if the Sabines, like, you know, even Rohit Raju, when he was on the first episode, talked about it, you know, was it the, the Night of Tears and blah, 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 and this and this and post this, post that. We, you know, we had no idea. And this summed it up perfectly. You know, this was the exact, Hope that we were looking. Rebellions are built on hope. The hope that we were looking for that are built on this hope. was going to show us um, where we were going to be at, and why the, the those mandos don't take their helmet off yet. So the yet Bo-Katan does. It was great. It was per- perfectly done with literally what thirty seconds worth of dialogue, a minute worth of dialogue, and you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Fits into canon. Fits into what we know. Excellent. Now we don't got to dwell on it. Now let's move on. Exactly, bro. They told so much history in less than a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So much was accomplished in, in, in such little time. It made me feel good being a, a 43-year-old married man that he can get so much done in, in such a little time. I could relate. Are you the penguin? Yes. Listen, one little thing that I noticed... Um, Casca Reeves, a.k.a. Shasha Banks, she had an owl as her insignia on her armor. And so does Bo-Katan. And the reason why is because they're, they're members of an all-woman unit in Mandalore called the Night Owls unit. So a lot of people didn't realize that. So they're playing, they're doing some real deep cuts here for our sweaties. And I was like, oh, that's dope. And I popped. I popped huge when the guy... Whoever the guy was, they didn't mention his name. Uh, I don't think they it, mentioned his name. They said some weird. It was name. it was a curse. It was like a curse. You oh, know how that was uh, a curse. But I think they mentioned his name. Was it a curse? Because I think no, it was, it was a curse. Because when he says he's one of them, 
uh, Bo-Katan says, says a word. Danik, like, Dan, Danik something, something like that. But Mando said the same thing when the landing gear went out. So yeah. it's it's the same two two words, whatever, Danik Frick or whatever it was. Almost Bobo like Frick. Uh, Bobo Frick, blank, blank. Um, just like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, remember uh, in Rebels, they always said, uh, what was that thing? Uh, Sazbath? No, what was a, it was like a saying. Um that whenever something went wrong, like instead of saying God damn it or motherfucker, yeah. it was like uh like one word. It was and it's supposed to emulate like if you're cursing or you know, foiled again or curses. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this. Um but I like I pop when he when he said when talking about the stormtroopers and he goes, They couldn't even hit the side of a benta. <laughs> I went, pop, 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 pop all day long. Yep. Telling you, bro, little shit like that makes me Giddy like no, a schoolgirl. It's girl. because they're paying attention. That's why. So anyway, what happens? He sits down with them over a, a meal. They explain what's going on. Wait, you, it, wait, you, you, you missed the part where they separate because he's pissed off at them. He grabs the child, takes off. And then he is walking through the streets and the Quarrens trying to attack him again. Oh, you yeah. tell my brother. They surround him and he realizes he's got a gunner on his right. He's there. And all of a sudden, the three Mandos show up again and... I killed your brother, bitch, and then pat, 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 fucking killed them all. Yeah, but it was like a Saturday morning wrestling show, a wrestling match. They got jobbed out in like two minutes. Two minutes. Uh, and then they sat down, they broke bread, and then uh, Sasha Banks ended up slurping up a squid or whatever that thing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they explained the whole thing about the planet they're on being a black market post. Where weapons are always being sold using the best car and, and money for, and resources from Mandalore. And they're going to hijack everything and get Mandalore back. And then Din Djarin says that the planet's cursed. And then Bo-Katan says, don't believe everything you see or read. Yep. Fucking conspiracy theorist that she is. <laughs> she, you know, saying that the Empire is using propaganda because... Keeping us separated makes them more powerful. Very similar to what Zori Bliss tried to imply in episode nine, saying that thinking that you're alone is how the First Order of the Empire makes people think that they're uh, in charge or they won. So I thought it was a really good uh, exchange. And they agree to work together, help her commandeer the ship and take the weapons, and she'll give him the Iggy on where to find the Jedis. So they attack the ship and they just ransack through that ship with the simplest of ease. Simplest of ease. Um, to the point where the officer in charge was played by a famous actor who you're going to pop for this. His name is Titus Welliver. He's from Deadwood, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's, you know, he's, you've seen his face. Yeah. If you're, if you've seen him before somewhere. Good actor. But he's a huge sideshow collector guy. No way. I've seen him do an episode, a commercial for it, so I popped. But then I popped for the secondary commander, <laughs> who's standing there with the freaking rebel, with the with the uh, stormtroopers, <laughs> yeah. and tries to seal them all. <laughs> seal the doors. Seal the doors. Yeah. Which doors? doors? Which doors? All, all of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> and then he's like, "We sealed off the doors. We got them." Like, oh yeah, where are they? Oh, they're in the control hatch. Huh. Where? And then, poof! <laughs> the, ult- 
the ultimate suicide dive. All of them, they all go bang out the batch. It was dope. On cue, they flew out the fucking window. That was fantastic. And then uh, they end up calling your abuela's favorite actor, Giancarlo Esposito, via hologram. And he's like, look, we need backup. They took over the ship. The only thing that's left is the uh, the uh, the hatch. The bridge. The bridge. The bridge. The bridge. I'm like, well, if they already took that much of the ship, yeah, guess what? Like, Meh. See you later, alligator. You done fucked up. Meh. And you know what needs to be done. Long live the Empire. And the guy goes, long live the Empire. And shoots the other two officers. And looks like he's going to kamikaze the ship. Because he's like, if, you, if you, you're not getting this. No, you know, if we're not getting it, you're not getting it. Yep. And right before they're about to crash, Mandalorians make it into the uh, into the bridge area. Bogatan grabs him, and they save the ship from crashing into the water. And uh, I thought what was an amazing uh, exchange of verbiage where she goes, "Does he have it?" And he goes, "Huh? If you're already asking me that question, then you, you know the answer." Know. Yep. I was like. Boom, like a boss. And then he decides to take something very similar to what the Germans used to do. The cyanide pill. The cyanide capsule. The tooth. Correct. And he ends up taking his life out instead of uh, living. Because she says, I'll let you live. He goes, well, if you let me live, he's going to kill me. So yep. see you later, bitch. I'm out. And then, uh, boom, he's gone. And then they uh, save the ship. And they're about to go into hyperspace and do the jump. And Mando goes, look, I did my deal. Uh, what's going on? Where's this Jedi? And she says, oh, look for uh, none other than John Cena. Ahsoka Tano on the city of Kaladin on the planet of Corvus. So, lo and behold, another deadly episode. We get to see we get to see Ahsoka in an upcoming episode. Now, do you think she's going to be on the next episode? I think episode 4 or chapter 12 is directed by Carl Weathers. But a chapter five or chapter 15, episode five, is going to be written and directed by Dave Filoni. Uh So do you think we'll see her? You think there'll be a swerve? Everyone thinks they're going to see Ahsoka Tana right away the next episode and we don't see her to like the closing seconds? I don't think she's going to be around in the next episode. Like I said, maybe she'll she'll pull the uh, closing scenes, um, you know, job over there. But I don't think she'll do the... uh, um, the uh, the whole episode. So you think she show up in five? Yeah, I think she show up in five. King Kong Bundy five count. That's right. I, so, I, listen, they have to they have to drag this shit on. Unfortunately, I, and I and I get it. I understand, but 
if Carl Weathers is, is 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 doing the next one, then that means we're gonna see her the following one after that. Because listen, that's uh, Filoni's baby. Oh yeah, he made her up, man. That's Filoni's baby. And people have to ask him permission to use it. To be honest with you, from what I heard, they should. But all in all, phenomenal episode. We saw a character from animation come to live action. Yes. I am a huge, huge, huge mark. Huge, huge, huge mark for Mandalorian lore and culture. So. I personally feel that maybe the next Star Wars movies, trilogy movie, whatever, should be based around the Mandalorian culture. Mm. Whether it's whether it's Tar Vizsla and the story of him being the Jedi, who is also a Mandalorian and becomes the leader of Mandalore, or the Mandalorian Jedi War. Um or, or with Mandalore the Great, um, or the what was it called? The Night of Tears. The Night of Tears and the Purge with mm -hmm. the Empire, something to that effect. It should just be because, dude, seeing all those Mandalorians on uh, on screen at the same it's, time—it's breathtaking. It's it's like oh. that, it's like it's like that episode from last season where they had you know they all jumped out to save his ass. But it's, it's it, it it just it kicks you in the balls. I love it. It's on par with seeing all the Jedi's on the screen at the same time. You know what yep, I mean? I'm with you. And then it's and to me, it, to be to be frank, Harry Frank. Hey, um, frank. To be frank, Harry Frank. Um, <laughs> seeing the Mandalorians all together at the same time sometimes is better than seeing the Jedi's because we see the Jedi's all the time. You know what I mean? So if they don't see that, they don't see the writing on the wall with this whole Mandalorian section of the universe, I think they're missing a, a big cash cow and they're leaving a lot of money on the table. Dude, it's Scott Ol, dude. You know it's Scott Ol. You know what Scott they Russ. Scott Ol. Scott Ol or Russ. Scott Ol Russ. Scott Ol Russ. Scott Ol Russ. You ain't kidding. Um, uh, so, Doc. What else you want to talk about the episode? Don't uh, don't forget that you know, as uh, you know, Bo-Katan tells them they take off to go do their thing as um, they um, the Mandos uh, take their weapons and uh, and one of my favorite parts of the episode is the end when he gets his ship back from the Mon Calamari's. Oh yeah, and um, he's like uh, like uh, really? I gave you like a thousand credits. And this is what you did to the fucking ship. It looks like uh, you know. This the shitty barge vessel, and then he gets in, and it looks like they're about to catch some fucking fish sticks with the Gordon's fishermen because there's nets hanging all over the place and there's nautical shit all over. They tied everything up like a ship, and Mando's just like fucking Mon Calamari's, <laughs> and then a baby, a baby Mama Core starts to like climb the ship and then get into the thing, and they kind of pull the same gimmick with uh, with the spider from last episode when it jumped that Mando and he grabbed it and he squeezed it and then he threw it, but then he gives the baby Yoda to eat. Yeah, baby, you don't fucking eat anything. Oh, you ain't kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of thoughts out there going. Mm -mm -mm, yeah. Baby Yoda likes to eat. He likes that 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 WAP. <laughs> but um, in all in all, I thought this was a fantastic episode. In my opinion, probably the 
best episode. I'm on the fence with that. Um, but wow, man, just seeing Bo-Katan come to life by Katie Sackhoff, who, who voices her both in Rebels and in Clone Wars, looks just like her. Hard Spitting to beat image, it, you know? The armor, everything looked great, dude. The fact that we get a Mandalorian out of uh, Sasha Banks, and it's not Thank God. Sabrine Wren, which makes me wonder, the rumors of Jamie Lee Curtis being on set, do you think she can be an older Sabine Wren? I don't know. Is Sabine that old at that point? I, well, I, old, I mean, yeah. she still looks young. If she's going to dye her hair in different colors. Yeah, she looks a little old. You know? um, let me ask you a question, though. Um, shouldn't, uh, what's her face, Katie Sackoff and Bo-Katan be a little bit older? Because wasn't she flirting with Obi-Wan Kenobi during the Clone Wars? And that was like 20 years ago at this point, right? At uh, least yeah. it's probably 25 years ago. Well, look, man, you know, she got some moisturizer in that fucking helmet of hers. She's not sitting in a, in the Tatooine twin sons. No, 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 she's not. Which apparently age you twice as, twice as much. Oh, yeah, I mean, all that UV ray from two different fucking suns. Oh, shit. Last time someone got so many UV rays from two different suns, it was Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you say? What does Michael Jackson say to you? What do you, what the lady say at Michael Jackson at the beach? Excuse me, can you get out of my son? <laughs> <laughs> he, wi- he wishes he had twin sons. Um uh, but right in the bum, huh? Right in the bum, <laughs> like right in the middle of the mom. Right in the middle of the mom. But you know that was my big thing. It was like, shouldn't she be older if she was flirting with Obi Wan Kenobi twenty twenty five years ago? You know, maybe she was twenty five then. Now she's fifty. Uh, maybe I don't know. Oh, she can get it all day. Gush gush. Oh, I'll give her. I'll, I'll, she she could sack me off all, any day of the week. Ah, well played, son. Well played. Um. I don't know if you want to talk about this now. Or you want to talk about it Tuesday. Uh, the internet somewhat ablaze. You got let's, all the. Let's give him a taste. Okay. Let's, let's okay. give him a taste. So, what do we see last episode of Mando? We see Baby Yoda sneaking at least three eggs to eat. And what does fucking 2020 do? They try to cancel Baby Yoda. Really? You sons of bitches try to cancel Baby Yoda. <laughs> On fucking Tuesday, we're going to go into full detail about this. And I hope to God that someone shows up on Tuesday so he can really give this shit a twist. Because I need Spiro to be there to be like, these motherfuckers, they fucking try to cancel Baby Yoda. Not my Baby Yoda. No one puts Baby Yoda in the corner. Uh, Now I'm with you, brother. I don't want to do it without Spiro. We got to hear his fucking Sith rant on this. But I just couldn't believe the nonsense of these fucking people out there. They're, they're, these fucking SJWs, soy boys. Are you? It's a fucking fake TV show. Get over it. And speaking of over. <laughs> well played. Oh, God. Um, so, Doc, real quick. Favorite part of the episode? My favorite part of the episode was the, the Mama Core part. I really popped. Like I kind of knew it was gonna come, but that that they were gonna double cross Mando and the child. I was like, all right, listen, these guys are gonna fucking. They don't know what shit is. Of course, you know Mando's got a target on his back wherever he goes because of that fucking armor. But when he swung that thing around and knocked Baby Yoda into the into the into the Mama Core cage and then into the mouth, just for my daughter's pop alone, my daughter and my son popped. Like, oh my god, Baby Yoda's dead. Made me laugh and made me like, oh shit, Baby Yoda's in trouble. 
that part alone, right there, just for that, was what was my favorite part of the episode. Gotcha. Uh, my favorite part was the explanation, like I was talking about before, that uh, Bo-Katan was given. Uh, why they, yeah, about taking off the, the helmets. Um, I thought that scene was just fucking exquisitely done. It was beautiful. It was masterfully uh, executed. Uh, like, like in the, like in, like in the, uh, in the uh, voice of Vince McMahon. What a maneuver! What a maneuver that was! You know. What a maneuver! Um, where do we go from here? Well, we know where we're going from here to the planet Corvus. Well, that's 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 the ideal game site. Do you think they're straight gonna go there? And do you think while they're on Corvus looking for Ahsoka Tano, they might get in some trouble? Or do you think he's going to try and stop and fix his ship over by Grief Cargo and run into Cara Dune? Speaking yep. of Cara Dune, oh. Oh. nice silhouette picture up on Twitter. Yeah, somebody got a little naked. But um, She can get a little naked or right over here any day of the week, kid. Very nice. Success. Yes. yes. I like. You could be my wife. <laughs> um... Yeah, man, I don't know where they're gonna go. Well, because they're not, they're not gonna go straight to Ahsoka Tano. No, or maybe they will, because we yeah, didn't think they were gonna go straight to Boba Fett. Boba yeah, Fett, Boba where? Fett. where? Um, and they did. I think they're like you said that he's probably gonna try to get the ship fixed before he gets out there, and he's gonna call in a chip, you know, a chip that uh, Grief Cargo owes him, and we'll see some Grief Cargo next episode because he's good, he's directing it, and then we'll see some Cara Dune because apparently those two are working together now. Um, and we'll see that, and then I think the episode post that, the Filoni episode, is going to be the um, is going to be the uh, the the Ahsoka Tana episode. Just make just makes sense. Logistically, it makes sense to me. I agree. I like the fact this episode uh, had an underlying theme as well as uh, trying to bring family together. Yep. Bring people together. The frogs try to put their family together. Yeah, I thought it was uh, funny. I thought it was funny when we, when we talk about when Mando drops off the child. Yeah, at the frog people, and he's like, uh, "You mind your manners." And you know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> like, like, like you whisper to your kids all the time when they're. It's like, you motherfucker, you better fucking listen. <laughs> you better it's fucking listen. Like, no, those frogs, and, and then at the end when he goes back to pick him up, when he's playing with the little baby frog inside the thing, I was all ready for him as as Mando lifted him up for him to be like. <laughs> if he would have scooped him up and put him in his mouth, spit it out, spit it out, I would have done that. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. As a parent, you you're about to go into the store. And you're like, listen, don't ask me for shit. Yep. Keep your mouth shut. I don't have money to buy you anything. Just behave when we go into the store. Whip your fucking <laughs> ass when we get home. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Again, the whole thing of uh, family coming together. Uh, him trying to put the baby back with its kind, uh, Bo-Katan trying to put our people together against the Empire and, and try to unite everybody on the planet of Mandalore. I mean, it's a nice underlying theme, and I it thought is. Uh, it is. I agree with you. I great, it's 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 great storytelling within storytelling, which is some Inception booking style, but it's greatly done to the point where it's not overbearing. You don't Speaking. bear. Yeah. You're not burying the lead. You're not getting lost in translation. And everything, when you sit back and you look at it from a different angle or a certain point of view, you're like, hmm, all right, that makes sense. Wait a minute. 
Oh, that also makes sense. And they didn't have to butt heads or uh, sacrifice anything to do it from one theme to another to get the point across. So to yeah. me, kudos, man. This is, again, the greatest thing Disney Star Wars has ever done is The Mandalorian. And I'm just psyched because they keep getting better because we still got it both for the payoff of the episode uh, of this season. Yeah, we man. St we still need to get a Giancarlo Esposito. We, got, we have plenty of things to get done right now, man. So many, so many things. And so, I'm psyched. What, what, I mean, we got Bobo. We got Ahsoka. We got Grand Moff Tar, uh, Gideon. With Moff Gideon, we got Cardoon. We got Moff, Good Cargo. Moff, Moff. We, got, we got so much shit to go through right now, and I'm psyched. Yeah, me too, brother. Me too. Um, and also, also, we also have to realize... Um, since Sasha Banks wasn't Sabine, is she still going to show up? Yeah. Are we, are we going to see Captain Rex next episode? Because she's going to go meet up with... Who knows? You know, Who knows? Ahsoka. Or in episode five, see Captain Rex with Ahsoka. Who knows? You, you know? Oh, me too, brother. Me too. Let them this, know and, and this podcast is already 50% longer than the episode. You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo. D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O Instagram. Alex Royo MD on Twitter and Alex Royo on Facebook. You can find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter and Instagram. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Pro Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon. Go buy your GGP t shirts, goddammit, people. Support the cause. We don't freaking push anything here to pay for the content. So help a brother out. Um, YouTube channels, Greek God Papadon. So go subscribe. Like, hit the notification bell. You get to see GGP promos and GGP matches. Um, you can find Spiro. Spiro, tell me where they can find you at, Spiro. You can find me on Instagram, Spiro underscore A. You can find me, Darth underscore Spiridon. You can find me on Rational.Rage. Rational Rage is my podcast weekly. Well, I shouldn't say weekly because it comes out whenever I feel like farting it out. But check it out. That's it. But most importantly... You can find the three of us together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. Official New Force Order on Facebook. New Force Order on Instagram. The email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. Email us what you thought of Chapter 11. What you thought about Chapter 9 and 10 of Mandalorian. What you think about the show. The Mandomania show, that is. Or our regular show. Or email us about Tatooine. Doc's YouTube exclusive toy review show. Or anything in general. It could be who's more over segment or um, certain point of view. You want to give us a topic to talk about? Oh, and this week, let's drop the hammer. Let's unzip the pants and drop the freaking the hammer right now. We're going to have a special guest uh, on the 17th. And a special guest that's coming on the show is none other than voice actor extraordinaire. Steven Staten, who's known for playing General, I'm sorry, Admiral Raddus from Rogue One, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Rebels. This man is a great, great voice actor, great actor in general, has made a large imprint in the Star Wars universe, and he will be live with the NFO on Tuesday night. So make sure you listen. Make sure you send us emails. If you have any questions for Stephen Stanton, email us newforceorder at yahoo.com. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you for being a fan of Star Wars. And thank you for allowing the NFO to get Star Wars more over with you. Because the NFO will never get themselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been another exciting edition of when it comes crashing down and it burns inside. Ooh. It's not because you slept with that Twilight hooky or that Mon Calamari thought. It's because you, my friend, have been how you you have became a mandomaniac and mandomania is running wild. Ooh yeah. New 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 force order. For life. And that's just too sweet. Thanks, Force Ghost Girl.
Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth. As we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at Group at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hameen Media Bump to you.